Dramatica analysis of The Accountant, recorded March 13, 2018, led by Chris Huntley. Welcome. Tonight we're going to be analyzing The Accountant, a thriller with Ben Affleck. And this is actually pretty enjoyable, I thought. Um, and I think I need to erase the last one. So to start off with the overall story, can anybody summarize it in uh, as simply as possible? Oh, come on. Understanding the accountant? Huh? Understanding the accountant? Yeah, but I think there's a whole lot of activity that's going on that's more overall story specifically. I think it's um, an accountant, the accountant, is brought in to uh, look at the books of a high-tech and his influence in the past has been checked. Wait, wait, wait. Don't get into the main character yet. Just, just, no, just, roll, just try to do it. Do it the simple one and then we can lay, add la layers. Okay. What uh, is the... A, good, a really good accountant deals with a nefarious company. And this okay, why don't you say a really good accountant slash hitman? Hitman. Right. I mean, because otherwise you think, what if he goes around with his... While, I'll add while being tracked by the Treasury Department. Okay. That's a big part. That, yeah, okay. And so, being like a savant. Like, and he's a that's, 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 yeah, that's a main character. Still, so, so, uh, I mean, yeah. it plays into the, you know, still part of the long line. Um, <laughs> so the accountant is, is hired to look at some uh, He's not under suspicion, he's under investigation. Alright, so I, I just put an account is hired to look at some crooks' books while under investigation by feds. I mean, that's kind of what sets up everything else, the fact that he's a... I mean, I've always one who's saying about the, you know, him being a, sort of a killer or whatever. Um, not so sure that is essential to the overall story. It certainly is. It helps, but I think that's more where our main character is. Um, so, main character in this story. Christian Wolf. Is he called Slash Carol Slash? Well, he goes by Chris. I mean, it's obviously it's not his. It's his nom de plume for this story. His name is Chris. Yeah. Obviously, he in. Previous incarnations, he's had other names too, but I don't know that we know his more name. You know, no, they, spe so they specifically say that Alton. he doesn't have. They don't know it because the, his father's last name was fake too. Right. Remember, his father was right. in the was a special ops or right. you know some black group, and they don't have any idea objectively what his name is. But as a main character, he's referred to as Chris. Mm -hmm. Um, influence character, or more than one if you think. I feel like, sorry, I feel like it was the 
dad first, and then Braxton, the brother. Okay. Um, yeah, Dana. Or Dana. Yeah. It's either the father, the brother, or the girl. Um, brother. Or if it's a dad, it'd be the it'd be a handoff. Right. Okay. So, what is the Dana Chris relationship? Well, he's interested in her, but they're colleagues. Potential romance. Leading romance. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I think it's two of a kind. You know, they're sort yeah. of like two of a kind that are attract with some attraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Romance really isn't the. It's not really romance, but it's. It's. It's two lo- two unique individuals that are Sympatico. very similar and are simpatico. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, what would be Chris' dad relationship? In terms of, if you think of it in terms of a passionate relationship, because that's remember what that's what the the the, the relationship through line is where the heart of the story is, and do you see the do you see the heart in that relationship? You, you get the well, t- tough father, he's the father, mentor, mentee, if it's there. He's not the mentor. He is, he's hires mentors, he hires but he is mentors. not the yeah. mentor. He's the tough love father, yeah. Um, but again, if... Well, you know, too. I mean, yeah. the one... My, my question about the whole father and brother thing um, would be, apart from the, the brother's role in the overall story, where he is the... Uh, the counter to the accountant. He's the one who's trying to protect the bad guy. That's his job. And the accountant is trying to sort of make things balance, <laughs> find out what's going on. Um, apart from that, what relationship does he have in the current story? I mean, it looks almost like almost all of the dad and brother is backstory. It's all set up to explain why the main character is who the main character is. Because you could you could cut all that out. For the most part, the only scene you'd have to sort of restructure would be the last one, because you wouldn't understand. It's a pretty big. Scene. Why they have this big huge scene at the end, right? Um, that's just a other than if you take out the fighting part, <laughs> is really not that long, you know. And it's an explanation scene. And it's an explanation of what happened in the backstory. And in that, and the other way to look at it is, in either case, is there a change in steadfast character? One versus the other. Does the brother or the dad change? No. No. Does does Chris change his relationship with them? No, so it's really it, he doesn't. He even no, says, "I'll find you." It's not even like he, it's not even one of those things where, well, okay, well, let's get back together and I'll say, right, because they he, he, Chris says he has always known where his brother is. Yeah, he's kept tabs on his brother he completely. His brother was clueless right. as to where he was. Just wanted to keep him safe. Right, right, because of the connection. It's, it's like if you, people know I have a brother, then you're essentially. You're, you're, you're dead. Me. <laughs> so I think that the 
influence character, especially if you look at it in terms of the, the clues that you would get, like you and I. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a really good you and I with the two of them. The lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where they're showing it, but also, um, you know, even when they get, they're talking about discovering the, the, um, the, the anomaly of right. the calculation, you, know, you can see that they're, they're both thinking exactly, very, you know, very similar. He's clearly a lot more skilled than she is, or more savant than she is, but they are two peas in a pod. Well, didn't she even say when they're in the hotel? Like, I think we're all a little strange or something, referring specifically just to, to, to the two of them. them. Yeah. yeah, yes, that that's the you and I yeah. moment. Yeah, so we both want to be accepted. She, yeah. Right, and then she goes into her backstory with her wanting to have the dress and yeah, right. And so that I, makes sense because like he, she's influencing him to change and value relationships more, which then is what he does with the brother at the end. It it. Imp- Yes, I mean it implies that that's where it might be going, but that the he's open to it. Right. Yeah. Because because of his relationship with Dan. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's if you were gonna have a sequel, that's where you could easily open up the story and not have to involve Dana at all because he's sort of moved on. But you still have that unresolved brotherly thing going on, but there is potential now for it something okay. to happen. Yeah, it's where the brother gets in over his head and he has to get rescued. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dana only has like one scene in the entire last hour. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that the I think that the brother stands in for her when he's not his the brother. You know, there's like there's some brother stuff, and then there's the emotional connection stuff, and I think that that's the fact that that we can see that Chris does have affection for his brother is where we see the influence of, of uh, um, Dana. But I also think that most of that last scene is all overall story. The main the last scene with the, I mean, with the, the brother? Whole, the whole sequence. Basically, the almost the last thing. Because then there's the denouement where she gets the... the no, no, not that. That's the... Oh, everything with John Lithgow. No, no, no. Basically, the John Lithgow house is just... That is the climax. The whole thing is just... The climax, because he's already changed at that point. Yeah, he's all, You know, it's just now we have to wrap up the bad guy versus good guy thing, and that's why if you if you see it again, for me, and I've seen it a lot because I I have it on on DVR, and I'll just put it on while I'm doing other stuff. It's like my interest completely dropped. Like, boop, the story's over. As soon as she's out of it, emotionally connected, it's just like okay. It's, you know, one's going to win or one's not, and that's it. And it's, you know, how many people have to get killed, except for the resolution of the main character issue. You know, the, yeah. the, the, the inequity that's set up in the overall story. Right. That moment when, you know, John Lithgow is going on and on and on. Do you know what it's like? And, then, and he says, yes, I know exactly what it's like. And then he shoots him. He's like, yeah, it is the resolution, which is what he's he needs. Um, that moment is a really great moment because that's back to the story. <laughs> but all the other part is just like, I mean, it's interesting and maybe somewhat entertaining, but it's really the story kind of stops moving at that point. There's a lot of moments where the brother is, is sort of like, oh, you know, is that my brother? Is 
you know, he's, yeah, he's trying, he's right. There are things that are easy to guess, and I think that's yeah. the that's the back. I think that's the main character through line stuff with he and his family, um, with that little backstory stuff that is unresolved. But I think, and as I said, it may, if anything, it's a sub story, but it's really underdeveloped in terms of us as a narrative, in, in terms of explaining, giving a way to understand. A, a character who does not emote by using his brother as a way, as a point of reference to see his reaction and relationship to him and the father as well is really important. Because you see that from the very first time we see a Christian having his, you know, autistic breakdown because he's missing the puzzle piece. You know, he doesn't know what to do. His father doesn't know what to do. The mother clearly doesn't know what to do. But the, you know, he, that's where he establishes that one um, emotional tie to whatever backstory relationship that is between the two of the two kids. That, you know, the one who eventually becomes his right hand person. Um, but it's, it's, it's a it's a great you know it's it really helps define the problem without saying what the problem is, you know, it's always it a showing, not a telling. And I think that's what they really tried to do to, to make it so that you can understand what someone with autism, what their world is like when things are okay and when they're not okay. You know, and I think that's what they used the main character through line to explore that, you know, not only through the present day, but also through the past. Um, so I would I would just put those two I, not that they don't do any because I think you see a little bit more before Dana is brought in and you see a little bit in the use of in the very last part of the story but predominantly Dana is really the the key relationship because those others those scenes we see in the past are just the way that got Chris the way he is so it's not that they aren't part of a narrative they just aren't really part of the the main narrative. As, as you said, there's many things going on in the story. That's that's why there's they were trying to make that character believable and understandable without just having him be, you know, how Ben Affleck normally acts, which is very stoic and, and or non-acting. <laughs> <laughs> so they put him in a context where. It's unusual to be like that, and it has meaning to be like that, and so it it worked, I think, really well. And then when he has that, you know, he smiles the two times he smiles in the entire movie. The one when, you know, when she gives him, you know, they're interrupted as they're excited, and then she gives him this sort of like, you know, private smile moment. And he kind of gives this little tiny smile back. It's like, wow, that's huge. <laughs> and then, of course, at the end, when, you know, the same thing, uh, when he, you know that he's, he's given up the one thing that was never, that clearly represented his view of the world, this chaos, you know, the, the, the painting. Pollock. And the, yeah, the Pollock. Pollock. And um, without, it's like, no, that's not, I'm not going to get rid of it for anything. You can't sell it. I can get you know, and then, then suddenly he gives it to her. And I'm not sure if you noticed design-wise of the, the room, 
Yeah. It was like, it was absolutely, her, her room, when she takes it, she puts it on the, in, on the wall. Yeah. It's a completely symmetrical room. Mm-hmm. The colors are exactly the same colors as the painting. And you have this chaotic image, but completely in a balanced environment. <laughs> it's like, yeah. perfect analogy to... It ties it all. Pardon? It ties it all. Well, and it basically tells you where he is. Emotionally, that he, he has found this emotional balance that he had... He didn't have, mm-hmm. and that he'd been... You know what? A, what we call sort of a balanced inequity. You know, at the beginning, he's functioning, but he has all of this backstory just sort of there. And at the end, that personal part of his journey has been exercised, and so he's been able to take that representation and let go of it because it, it's no longer. He doesn't need that that externalization of it to remind him. Or to give him something to fi- to focus on. Charlie. Okay, so we have our main character resolve. This is talking about Chris. And of course, so far we one thing we did not talk about, and let me just bring it up now while we're talking about these things. The sub story with the the investigation, the federal investigation, mm-hmm. because there is that's a big part of the film too. You know, between the old guy and then the, the breaking the, and the demon. Yeah, breaking and yeah, breaking and finding a replacement. You know, yes. I was just saying that that is. A, I was going to bring this up at the very end, but that that is a sub story, right? Because she clearly changes. Yeah. And I didn't know if that was a she's in situation as a criminal, and he's got a fixed attitude. Of their overall story was looking for the accountant. Perhaps. I mean, I'm not. I'm not certain yet. We haven't got. That's that's a lot further than we. I mean, right now we haven't even established that. But we'll get there. In, but I'm saying it, it. It definitely appears to be, if not a fully developed sub story, a pretty. It it seems to be coming from a fully developed, like a story form, so that all the beats in it follow a natural progression so that by the end when she says what she's standing at the podium and she's going to say something which is like okay this is the proof is she a change or a steadfast character she, you know it her, she essentially toes the line which is the one thing that she's been dead set against all the time even in her backstory you know she was like she had to do the right thing not the expedient thing. But there was that larger good that could be done. <laughs> <laughs> the gray. All right, so we talk about Chris as a main character. Is he a change character or a steadfast character, and why? No, please. I think he's a change character because over time he's changed, he's influenced. Well, to, to have connections with yeah. others. Right. Just, uh, at an emotional level, not just at a level. Yeah. Okay? Everybody seem to be okay with that? Yes. Right. I do want to ask for some clarification. I think that that is demonstrated by the delivery of the Pollock. Yes. That's the proof. Is there a moment 
I did not really see a moment before that. No, but, but the next thing is well, the, isn't well, the well, shot well, of him driving, the and that's when he's the brothers, yeah, that's the the brothers one, well, the, the brothers one too. Yeah, yeah. The brother, yeah. brother indicate. We'll get the brother. Together. I'll get back to you. You know, we'll get back to we'll get together in the future. That also, that's an indicator that he is changing. Yeah. The Pollock is that he has changed. And there, there's a creeping because he says the secretary says, "Oh, my daughter would like to." He's coming in, I think you'll meet, and he says, he just brushes that right off, but mm-hmm. then he changes right. and starts taking care of Dana. Right. So he's but, willing to start reaching out. But that change is the midpoint of the movie. It's a creeping change. Yeah, it's not a, it's, it's definitely not a, a, leap. Um, a, 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 a leap of faith. faith. No. Okay. No, he, he has changed over the course. The minute, the, the minute that he changes his procedure and decides to go rescue Dana, Right. Okay. That doesn't, you know, mm. she's like him, so that might be something willing for him to, um, to. He doesn't see it as a risk, but he thinks it's worthwhile to rescue her or save her from these bad guys because he doesn't like bad guys. You know. Right. Let me tell you that he can uh, <clears throat> read people's expressions too. He's doing the John stuff with the. Kind of misses her and that cannot read. And then at the end, when Lidow comes in, oh yes, yes, that's another that's another indicator, right? Like an indicator like oh no, you're unhappy. Yeah, you're unhappy. <laughs> right, that might be what you're looking for. Maybe because some of that feels like it's backstory because it's so. That's what they're trying to teach him. That's what Tambor is trying to teach him. But you're mm-hmm. right, he doesn't interact at all. He doesn't even look at the farmers. No. And he looks right at this guy. That's why he has that poster. Right. That's why he has that poster of all the faces. People's expressions. Can't right. Be so happy or sad. So. Right. Uh, but but happy. the indicator that he is far, really far along is when he does. He can he can tell that Lithgow is very unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is no, and that's the thing is that it, it's not most of the they try. I think they're trying to make it a very slow creep, so that. When she gets the Pollock, you know, she gets she gets the painting of the dogs, which was an in-joke between the two of them, especially kind of like an autistic in-joke. You know, why he likes that, because, of course, dogs don't have hands and they have paws and they couldn't hold the, you know. It's like the explanation of it was, you know, kind of awkward, but not between the two of them. You know, that they, they were sort of understood each other on that. But... That was the the reveal behind that is when we know for a fact that he's actually he's he's completely well that he's willing to let go of of the structure the the extremely rigid structure of his life and the the world that he's created for himself he's willing to let go at least of a piece of it I, I feel like well that's remember that he works he works through stress through chaos remember the lights flashing the super loud noise, the pain, those are all creating physical, environmental stress is how he works through his, his inequity, you know, his, his problems, you know, it's, it's, it's things he does to himself. So, so the whole bar thing on his leg, when he was rubbing the bar, that was just to create pain, there was no other, Mm -hmm. I, 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 well, it's like a cutter. Yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, when he hit himself with it, yeah, I got that part. But the rubbing, you know, it's, it's like well, it's, 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 lesser, it's lesser. It's desensitize yourself. All right. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, if you over if you overstimulate, it can act as a desensitizer. Because basically, if you get total overstimulation, it numbs. You know, and I think yeah, that's how, that's how he deals with it. And the painting, when he's laying in bed, it's right above him. That again, that's that chaos. It, it allows him to focus on that chaos to keep his mind from whatever it's doing as a way to focus. These are all examples of him adapting himself to the environment rather than trying to adapt the environment to himself, right? I would say that would probably yeah, be the case. He medic medicates himself. Yeah. Probably right. makes him a beer. Right? Beer. Okay. Yeah, that would okay. be our next question. <laughs> <laughs> Which we can just jump right in. Okay, so um, as the main character approached, does he prefer to solve or resolve personal issues through action or through internalization? And he, he definitely, he, he, well, the question is, I mean, he puts himself, he, he changes what's going on on the inside, but it doesn't look like he can, he does it through external stimulation, though. You know, he doesn't seem like he can do it internally, solely, right? So that's why the painting or the, the loud noises and the, the lights and the physical, you know, pain, but hitting and, and rubbing with the, the uh, um, whatever those are, just a stick, I guess. Um, so, the question is, is that, that, I mean, it would seem like he's trying to change the inside by making the outside conform to what's going on in the inside. Or, I'm not sure, it's, it's kind of a hard thing. I mean, he's not going out and shooting people and doing things like that. Um, but it, it may just be a way to show what's going on on the inside. Yeah, I think he's desensitizing himself so that he can... Right, like an alcoholic would drink. You know, again, it's a way to change what's going on right. inside. Yeah. 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 Okay. Is that, so it's beer, everybody seem to be... Beer, okay and an example of internalization, I think, where it didn't involve that, that desensitizing, and it's a small point, but when Rita Blackburn, the sister, comes in, and says that she's going to, and interrupts the joy that Dana and uh, uh, Chris are having and trying to discover what's happening. Uh, and it's clear that she is not necessarily wanting Dana around. And uh, he, he, he just absorbs and shuts down on the inside. He doesn't try to change the environment or anything, and Dana goes outside. And, and well, to I mean, me, that's an example. Of what a ultimately, beer we know he's a doer because why? He changes from a beer to a doer. Yeah. He, he shoots the guy in the head, and it's like, okay, I feel better. You know, I mean, he, he's, he's doing it for a completely different reason, though. He's doing it to try to resolve the, the, the turmoil. But I think getting rid of the the Pollock, so he doesn't he doesn't need that stimulus. Yeah, he doesn't need the external. It isn't part of the doer part of having to mm -hmm. to do it. Yeah, and and he gets sends the the Pollock and yeah. The, yeah. I mean, 
it's really interesting because you see doing me he, he, he seems to respond by doing things but it seems that he's you know like when he's able to do something he feels more peaceful um, you know like with the, the watermelon or the cantaloupes the faces on the cantaloupes as an indicator, but that's an overall story. I think yeah, that's just sort of a... Well, I was going to bring that up as sort of an example of why we can look at him and say he's not doer. Because I, I was looking at that actually as sort of a... Well, because shooting was part of the overall story. Yeah. Okay, but... but, but here, here's this argument, because I'm just curious if I can even sway you a little, which is, as a character trait of the main guy, he goes out and shoots, but it doesn't have anything to do with any strife. Right. So it's like... He does things That's and doesn't job. help him right. as sort of proof that when he needs actual help with his anxiety, his internal angst, he must be. Is that sort of a, a good argument? Well, I, I think that's only because of a different dynamic that we haven't yet decided. Okay. okay. Um, I think that's more dumb. You're, com you're comparing this one and that one, and I, they don't have to be that way. Okay. You know, you can have a... a let's, let's hold off and we'll get there. Okay, so right now we're sort of looking at it as a beer, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Again, we can, when we start looking at the, at the um, domains, if that doesn't fit, we can always change. Um, main, main character problem style, solving style is the linear or holistic. I, well, okay, so when I did my story for my... Let, I left that one kind of blank because I really could see it going. I couldn't. I couldn't see. I felt that there was a lot of linearity. Uh, I mean, look how he saw. Looks. Look at his way. He he set up his um, money laundering. Right. You know, it's like okay. Well, I can launder this by. I'll set up and I'll do all the accounting for all the people around me. And I can just launder the money through them and all. All those things are very much. You know this than that very very much you know still if you're looking if you want to make a holistic you would say that in the backstory with the way he deal when you deal with puzzles you're dealing about relationships between pieces but he's not see that's not the way he sees it because he can't get that last piece in right but he, he still put the other pieces together we didn't see how he did that that's no but you no. see with a linear thinker you cannot make a leap. You cannot have it. You cannot see the whole picture unless you have all of the steps. And it's like if there's any break in logic, it is as if there's a mile-wide chasm. You cannot make that next step. Or it's not that you can't, you won't, because maybe there's more than one piece that's missing. Or maybe there's something, you know, there's so many things that could possibly be. And that's why, you know, cause and effect is very much... He's actually not even looking at the big picture because of the puzzle's upside. No, but, but as a process, he's still looking at, I do this, and if I complete it, then it is then done. Fine. Right, right, but he's not seeing the... Well, he's not seeing an image. He's, yeah, not, he's right, just looking right. at pictures. That, that's, that's the show, The Autism. You know, where he turns over all, he's, it, there's a puzzle, well, when he's very young, there's a puzzle, he turns all the puzzle pieces up face down and puts together the puzzle that way really quickly. And there's a piece that's missing. The heart piece. It's fallen. Well, no, it's just... No, a, no it's the heart piece. It is, um, 
Oh, who's the fighter? It's, it's, it's his chest. It's, it's Muhammad Ali's chest yeah, piece that's important. missing, and it's Justine who gives him the heart piece. Right. But in explaining it, there is a piece missing, and he, because of his autism, he starts freaking out because he can't find it, and because it's not completed, he does not know how to resolve it. And until it's it, it, it's found and handed to him, and then he's able to put it in, all done. That is that is much more of a linear kind of a problem. It's not the a other the other argument for holistic that I saw on the show was that he said he likes incongruity, and so and as part of his job as an accountant, he's looking for incongruity thing, incongruous things, um, which is a relationship type thing. Mm-hmm. Sure, because something's not fitting the relationships, so it stands out. I think that because he's so sensitive to finding something that doesn't fit in his linear world, right. then he just gloms on to like extract that and point it out in any any system. Yeah, I mean, the, the accounting is a very linear process, oh, yeah. exceedingly linear process. Dana actually says when they're eating lunch, I need I need to look for balance. Right. So and she's then, saying I'm I'm holistic. I'm holistic. I'm holistic. And, yeah. yeah. And then and then the way you point out her room at the end is is balanced, mm-hmm. which is very holistic. So I think we almost don't get an, enough of her to we don't see her solve anything holistically. So they have to tell us. Right. And that's they chose to tell us right there. And but they didn't tell us. They showed us. You know. Well, we she said, but she says it in lunch. Right. Once. Yes. Right. Yeah. Can I ask you a question about problem solving style? Mm-hmm. So, um, when we're saying someone's linear, like we're talking about like where they're having a problem with with the justification, right? Not necessarily like what their dominant way of uh, okay for their personality, right? Because like in this case, yes, we're yeah. talking about okay. in the context of this problem yes. in this story, they they. It's not even a preference. This is how they think. It's not like a person where in a different context they might use a different technique and all. Like, you know, stories are much more simplified and much more black and white with regard to is it this or that? Not that it isn't mitigated by all sorts of other factors, but at the story form level, it's a pretty base base thing as much as you can be, even though you can attenuate it. You know, so in, in reality, again, it's not really problem-solving style. It's really mental sex. Are they a whole, are they a female mental sex or male mental sex? Do they you know the easiest way to look at it is is it holistic or linear? But that's an oversimplification. Yeah, I think in this case, like his like if you look at his Myers Briggs type, he's an INTJ, which means you know intuitive or or holistic. But that's not where his problem is happening. Where his problem is happening is in his Right, I think that's that's the problem I have with using a Myers Briggs because Myers Briggs assumes a full person, that's and, not a, and a story yeah. is a specific context in which a part of a person yes. only explores things a certain way because it's not like they're going to normal people will try all sorts of different ways to, to try different things. So they'll go through lots of different approaches themselves. And when you do that, when it's like having a loose rudder, how do you tell right. what it means? Well, when you're living it, it's really hard to tell what anything means. 
things because you don't have a full view of your own life. So stories give us a context where we have that imaginary full view within a very, very, very narrow context. And you change any aspect of it, and anything can be almost anything. But that's that's why stories work, and when they work well, they are so gratifying and so you know so fulfilling because they do give us at least one instance where everything is understandable. Yes, Stephen. Yeah. So problem solving style is one of the more slippery or one of the harder things for me to figure out. So based on my understanding, what I've gathered is linear is a lot more. Uh, literal and evidence-based, where holistic seems to be more intuitive and yeah, that's not that's perfect. not really what it is. Okay, <laughs> wow, we haven't had this conversation in a while. <laughs> so good. Um, okay, so that's why I brought it back to the original terms that we used, which were mental sex. Um, the idea is that there are two base ways of of problem solving. One is to look at things in a very particle way, where things are separate, and meaning comes from putting them in context, putting them adjacent or like spatially arranged or temporally arranged. And that's where the meaning comes from. There's inherent meaning in each item, but additional, maybe even more relevant meaning comes with how it is in relationship to other things. That's the way the entire grammatical model is structured is that way. That's why that structure has as complex as it is, and the terms are the way they are because of their relative position to other items. Holistic really looks for balance and flow. So rather than looking at the particle, it's like looking at the waves. Now, except for two people in this room, the rest of this audience in this room have a deficiency in understanding that female mental sex, the holistic way of viewing things, because that happens to be where male mental sex individuals have a blind spot, meaning we can't, to use a Heinlein word, we cannot rock it. We can't really get it. We can approximate it. We can use it in a second-hand style, but it has to already be pre-processed logically or linearly or partic in a particular way. So it's extremely difficult for, I'll just generalize, say men, to understand how women think in that looking at it in a very black and white way. Real world isn't black and white like that. There's lots of, it's a lot more complicated than that. So Part of the reason you don't understand it is because it's virtually impossible for you to it's it's virtually impossible for you to experience it. But you can you can experience the approximation of it, and that's why looking at it in terms of uh, relationships between things as opposed to the things themselves, that's a that's kind of like a a, a good way. Jim had a had a great example between he and his ex-wife. They had a party, and they were recounting, trying to figure out how many people they had at dinner. And Jim, mentally, this is, I, I'm, I'm relating the way he conveyed it to me, mentally sort of pictured the table and sort of went around the table, one, two, three, four, counting the seats. You know, oh, okay, we had ten people. 
And his wife thought, oh, there were four couples and two individuals. So first place to look at is how they are related to one another and then to others. And then you can count up how much that is. So it's a, one is literally a, you know, a linear step-by-step -step way of processing, of counting or processing or the, the answer. The other one is grouping and, and associating them by relationships, then using, your, using that to understand how many were there. Okay, so it's kind of like the emphasis of the emphasis is on either the parts or the sum of the parts. Mm. That's, that's an okay way for, for that. It's not. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like a, the closest thing that we have in science is the t difference between a particle and a wave. If you look at a wave, it looks absolutely nothing. You cannot see a particle in it. It's all particles. But you don't see them as particles. You see them by their relationship as they move through space and time which is a completely different way of evaluating something as opposed to looking at the thing itself mm -hmm. and maybe how it's jittering and maybe where it's moving individually but not in relationship to everything else around it. So that's kind of the, I mean, that's the, it's a, it's a wholly different baseline. And for him, he's looking at, okay, I connect, I make all these connections, I make connections, but it's not completed until all of them are done. Whereas a holistic thinker might think, I just need enough to know what it is about. I don't need the whole picture because I can, I can figure out what the whole picture is with maybe just enough information. Or it's enough for the way I need it to, you know, it's, I did what I needed to do of it. And I don't have to finish it because it wasn't about finishing it. It's always about just, you know, the process. So that kind of, a, I mean, that's a sort of a lame mix example, but that's... Close. Yes, ma'am. So, uh, relating that back to the character, the way he needs to finish something, he starts. Is that a linear thing? Versus, yeah. Because if he was holistic, he would say, well, we know the answer. Right. We're good. Yeah. Right? But Dana is like, she, is she worried about what's going to happen? No. I mean, she knows that it's sort of, it's past. He's like, I got that one piece. It's got away. I have to get that one last piece. And he does, and he feels good. Yeah. In the theory book, you know, it breaks things down into like pull together, hold together like conditions versus requirements. The requirements are the steps to meet a goal, but what is the conditions part? It's almost, okay, that's sort of like, it has to be the right environment. So right settings. yeah, okay. it's got to be the right context for because yeah, I could do that, but you know, so other things going on that are you know maybe more important or irrelevant or you know distracting or you know so there okay. again, it's like a completely different frame of, of reference. Um, you know, any one of those binary choices has. Is, is like really good for the very narrow definition of it, but not representative of the, of the entire thing. It's just a representative of a facet of the difference. Okay, so we're pretty clear, pretty certain. Also, I think it's pretty easy for virtually everybody in this room to identify with them. So that's a side clue, because you can, you can, the difference technically in a story, if 
for men, it will be the linear thinker, you'll be able to empathize with him. You'll be able to stand in his shoes and feel sort of what he feels. Um, and if it's a holistic thinker, you're going to be more sympathetic. You'll stand by him, but you can't really stand in his shoes. You can't share the perspective. You can just sort of be next to him. Uh, but you're still sort of outside. For female and sex audience members, this is not a determinative factor. They can empathize with both, both views. Which is one of the reasons why women work much better in a male environment in certain contexts than men work in a female environment. So there's deadlines. Well, there's what? There's no, there's what? Deadlines. Sorry. Well, yeah, that's, that's the other, <laughs> no, that's the other side. We'll get to that. Um, so I'll drive for you. Okay. Well, what? What? Oh, I already have the answers here. Not for this. For last for last time. Um, so go write the story limits. So what brings the story to, you know, to a climax? Is it a time lock or an option lock? A time lock is literally a deadline for a fixed amount of time. So 48 hours or noon or Friday at noon. Yes. Aren't there two different? Yes, right now we're talking about the one in which um, our main character, Chris and Dana, with the accountant and the... Um, that's an option lock. Okay, because it's like all the people he has to work through to get the job let go. Well, it's not that he has to remember, he's not the one killing off the people. There are only certain people who know or can be, who might be able to know what's really going on at US Robotics or whatever it's called. Um, prosthetics or living, living robotics. Living robotics. Okay. So once the final person is gone, then you know it's it's over. Or the perpetrator of it, of, who's killing them all off, is gone. It's it's over. So that is an option lock, right? Um, for the the sub story that has um, who's the main character in the sub story? Medina. It's Medina. We're we're in her shoes. Yeah. So that would be Medina, and who's the main character? Uh, who's the influence character? Ray King. Yeah, What's his name? J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Right. Ray King. Ray King. Ray King. Oh, right, Okay, so in that one, uh, <laughs> so in that story, is it a time lock or an option lock? It's on time lock. He's retiring. Yeah, but what's the date? He gives her a month. It's an option lock. He gives her a month. He's going to retire in seven How months. much time? The, the month, are we, do we know how much of it they've used? Did he say, oh, you got a couple more hours? And the time, you know, the month? It, no. But he said, I have a month, but it was not a, it was, a time was indicated, but it really wasn't it. Because yeah. really what he needed to do was to find, he needed to find someone who could replace him. That was a way to motivate her to get going. Okay. Remember, to say that there's there is a there is a limit to how much time I'll be willing to put up with this, but it's really not it. It's that the goal is who is this person? Who is who is the accountant? And what you know what's he about? Because it's really a test. Because right. they need, he wants, he's trying to find a replacement for him. 
he's going to retire. Remember, he was almost—he was going to retire <laughs> before this, you know, literally walking out the door, and then this little story started with the accountant, where his life intersected with the accountant. Well, a little bit after, but when he realized with the with the woman, so the voice, um, and so that's when. He, that was where he started, and it obviously some you know a lot has happened, and then he found her. We see him come to her, and then we find out what she's about, and he's given, she's given this task of find out who the accountant is, and that's all just a test to make sure to that not only a that she has the skill set, but she's got the drive, the smarts. And she can understand, in a way that he's always been curious, <laughs> what this person is, so that he can then reveal the last piece of it to her about how they fit into the success of their department. Who this criminal, who works with criminals, apparently... Works for the feds. <laughs> works with the feds, not for the feds, but works with the feds. So, I think I don't think it's a time lock. You know, you, in a time lock, you really have to specify what the the time is going. Whereas we do find out piece by piece. Okay, what's his identity? What's he done? How did he get into this? And then finally, what's the connection to the the office? And then the next thing we know is like, you know, Miss Medina tell Elliot Ness to get his feet off the table. You know, suddenly she's been brought in, read in, so to speak. Then we find out whether or not she's really in by whether or not she publicly is given a forum to say, do you realize these values are all connected? Or, hey, you know, greater good and all that stuff, which is where he went. Um... And they both, you know, the nice thing with both Medina and Ray, they both come from flawed backgrounds. You know, right. he was a, eh, you know, federal agent. And, um, right. You know, and she was a, someone who, you know, in many ways was different because she had her principles, but she compromised. She didn't want to compromise her principles, and then she, because of, she, you know, did something illegal. But there was a context in which doing something illegal was okay. Right. She did in the past what he wants her to do. Right. Well, she did for herself and her family what he wants to do in the in the profession in her job. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, story driver, action or decision, and why? So what what drives do actions drive decisions or decisions drive action? This is talking about the causality in the story, how the world works. So I worked this backwards, but I said it was action, because what ended the main story to me was when Chris shot Lithgow in the head, John, uh, Lamar Blackburn. That was the end of it, and that was pretty much slam bang and action to me. He didn't even have to think twice about it. Just well, it didn't matter, even if he did think twice about right, it. Right, the action is what ended the story. One of the two of them had to go. Right. So then you look to see what actions may have started or drove the different parts of the first the turning point stuff. And to me, the, the 
part where he takes the job or is hired for the job, they went a couple of ways with their language on this, but when he, when he starts agreeing to do the books, that's in. And it's not just that, it's because he's doing the books, it's not because he's decided to do the books. He's going to review those books, we know what's going to happen, he's going to find a problem, um, and that's the action, and it takes one night. It's the well, story locked in. And you have a, a big act turn when they take it away. He walks in, right. and they're erasing it. Right. So you count that as an action? Uh, yeah, we well, certainly don't. We, we right. certainly are not seeing the decision that was counted. You know, that was a really, a really big deal. Mm. Or you could just, I mean, that could be a, a main character moment. But you also say that you know, you've got the people getting killed. But, well, but the that's CFL more of an option. Right. That seems more like an option lock because yeah. the story takes a big change when. Um, was well, so when they try to kill him, right? Like that, shortly after that, it's when they kill. That's when they kill the second, the sister, is when they try to, because he's going to go visit her, and that's when he almost runs it. He runs into his brother, but they don't really see each other. Right. Yeah. His brother hears someone, and he turns on fires, but yeah. doesn't see him. And and but that was an action up when he went up to the the flat of where Rita was, and and he sees. The other person who is now going to be the person that that that's the key suspect, and that's Lamar Blackman. That's the picture. That's there, Rita and her brother. Right, right. So, what about the? Um, but you can say the murder was. I mean, again, the murder or him seeing it. But but both of those. That that sort of. I think him him being more of the protagonist in it, and him seeing the picture, is what. Changed his behavior. Yeah. Go ahead. Something is the is the sub story a decision story because it seems like you know there's. I'd say so. Okay. Because yeah. that she's standing at the podium and really it's a like yeah. yeah. It's her decision. <laughs> and the first the first drivers is also like, you decide. Right. What do you which, are, which are you gonna do? Yeah. Which way do you want to go? A big decision for you. So, yeah. Back down. So this may be a stupid question, but how is she? Um, I mean, she, how 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 is how is like Medina and Ray not just the protagonist of the story as they're going after Medina? Find the goal. Well, because it has the the overall story with the the predominant story is about the accountant, and the accountant is doing his accounting. He's on he's on one of the missions that they're not trying to understand what the missions are. They're trying to understand who he is. So and really they aren't trying to understand what he is. It's really I'm trying to find a replacement. <laughs> That's really what that story is about. Is it's presented as it's presented, understanding, but it's really it's like I just because remember it reveals it toward the end. Well, it's really you know I'm going to be retiring and I need someone to take over for me. But she's still the protagonist, right? Because she's still the one who's going and hunting down. All yeah, absolutely. And that sub story, uh, yeah, absolutely. That was the question. Though. No, I think you were asking. Yeah, I didn't ask the question, right? But the bigger story. He's effectively the protagonist because he's he's he is asked to his job. Remember, he gives a choice of you know here she. In fact, he doesn't choose it. His partner chooses it and says, "You're going to do this one. It's it's safe. It's in town. They're you know are just a little far away." It's like okay, (laughs) whatever, you know. And then when they start doing the hits, I'd say you know the first hit 
Well, the first hit is when that actually feels like the act change. Because the, the really it feels like when things go from it, which is right after the when we go into that that moment where he's all frustrated and then he has his flashback to you know his memories and then we come back to the story, which I believe is when he's going out and uh, the bad guys come to hit the farm. At right? the plinking farm. Yeah. I mean that's there's clearly that's the midpoint. The farm is the mid. Yes. Yes, that's the midpoint turn. Yeah. But the the thing that and you know essentially that's the they were cleaning house. Right. You know the bad guy basically at some point he's decided it, but it's you know we don't know when, but we do know okay he's he's cleaning house at this point. And the first act turn is probably when the first guy is killed. Well, the quarter point of the actual movie, but that's just that's just the, how the movie runs. Right. The, the following morning. Oh yeah, actually. Oh, what? Um. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard. It's kind of messy because there's so many, so many chunks going on. In between the main character's backstory stuff coming in, part of which is just main character through line. Yeah. You know, those memories, I think, is where we're gonna that's for our main character that's our main character through line. Huh. You know, that's that was the one thing when I watched it, I just thought this is one of those ones where I said, Oh, then we should be seeing the main character coming up in memory, and then like literally the next scene was <laughs> boom, I was like, okay. <laughs> Yep, okay, I, I got that. <laughs> See where that structurally is. And then, of course, every act, we have the, you know, get back to the, the you know, memory lane. Um, so, does action seem okay? Yes. I mean, is it... Um, so you... <laughs> Sub-story. Okay. And uh, anybody, I mean, it's success because basically the, the bad guy was killed, you know. So he finished success. The protagonist finished. The captain finished. All right. And uh, yes, he did a full accounting. <laughs> balanced the books. That was the thing is, he had to balance those books, and he did. Um, what about story judgment? Good or bad? So that's a Jesus joke. Yeah. Good. Okay. He smiles when he's driving away to wherever his next adventure is. Yep. And arguably, he's going to meet his brother in a week, too. Yeah. yeah. And what about uh, the other story? I think she ended up feeling good about it. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. No, she she was waffling ahead of time, but I think that you know she could have said it was her, but she said no, it was the team, and it was just like okay, so she fully accepted the responsibility of the job and was completely okay with it. There wasn't there wasn't any hesitation on her part. Me, she hesitated 
for dramatic dramatic effect <laughs> for our benefit, um, but not internal story wise internally. No, it's fine. So um, you know we have uh, a lot of the same story form elements being mir mirrored in the sub story, which makes it a little difficult. And but frankly almost unnecessary to worry about it if they're more structurally, I'm not sure that they're going to be structurally the same, but they might be, but if it is, then they're all really part of the same argument that's so being made. Would you say Medina, would you say Medina is a beer character? I don't I'm think so. Like I, I think she seems yeah, to be more, be more and honestly, J.K. Yeah. Simmons, or the Bray King character, um, seems to be someone who wants to affect, he's not doing things, he's affecting the world by his presence, right, right, more yeah. than by the things that he does, right. That's why I said. That's why I wasn't saying they are the same ones, because yeah. otherwise, it, it wouldn't make a difference. It would be a, probably a little even more confusing. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't feel like there's something separate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but well, my, it's a different element. Sorry, it's a different element too, right? Than the but we haven't gotten the domain, but very possibly, uh, very likely, they would share an element. I, probably not. Um, okay, so let's let's look at our four domains. We've got situation, activity, fixed attitude, and psychology or manipulation. Um, where do we see uh, the main character or the overall story? I'm just saying that never Well, that, no, but the overall story is just like you know, there's there's money laundering, there's there's you know, people getting killed, there's you know, all these hitmen, and it's just there's going to be a lot of activity. Of, yeah. <laughs> a lot of external um, dynamic problems. Okay, so this is the overall story. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not, the um, problem is not caused by a state of affairs, it's, it's caused by the things that people are doing. Right, so this basically means it's, that our, it's not, I don't think, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it, I don't think it's in the internal domains, it's got to be in the external domains. Right, so. And I mean, and, and if you look at in either of the two stories, the main story or the sub story, the focus is, I mean, our main character, in my, in my argument is that the main character is a memory character. I mean, he heavily, when we see main character stuff, it's all about where he grew up, all the things that happened to him in the, in the backstory, except the things that were emotionally Difficult. Not the stuff that we get from uh, the other sub-story, which fills in the logistics of what made him, brought him from being just who he is to the accountant. Remember, because him working with this, the snitch and, the, and after, after he blows up at the, his, father, his mother's funeral and his father is killed, so, which is pretty much brings us, that's the main character through line, temporally, but we also find out about, you know, the relationship he had with uh, this snitch, and the mob snitch, who is an accountant, and that's kind of how he became... That's Jeffrey Tambor? Yeah, yeah Jeffrey Tambor. He became the, the, the accountant. So, you know, you see, that's part of the main character, part of its, part of its memory, part of it's also just sort of exposition um, so I mean you can, and it just keeps on cutting back very regularly to that that thread just like when we're looking in the the big picture if you 
you have that, you see that the, the four domains, the four big ones? Yeah. And then the upper right, upper, lower, lower right, you'll see where memory is. That's what we call it, when the large ones of the domain, when you get down to that second level, that's called a concern. Um, and so it's a more focused part of the large, the broader area. So he's more of a, a, a fixed attitude character, meaning he is about, uh, there are certain ways, he thinks about things as a, there are ways to do things that has to be done this way, you know, it's just it's very fixated. Um, and she, and, and uh, we see in this story, we, we see Dana being defined by her position, her peon position in the company. Everything seems to define her based on the fact that she's a nobody. Well, I think that her status is also is she's the one who knows. She's the one who found the discrepancy to start the whole ball rolling. She has to get killed one way or the other, or the killer has to be killed. There's no other way. She that's her right. Status. And that's what keeps that's what keeps him going because Dana's not going to be safe until until the uh, until the owner is dead. Right. When the bad guy. You have a. Hmm? No, no, you're looking. Go ahead. Well, I, if, are we talking about concerns yet? I yeah, that's where I'm. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just working out. I'm thinking about the difference between the memories and the uh, conscious and, and understanding versus learning and past versus present and um, well, conceptualizing versus conceiving, but. Um, I don't know. Because, well, if, you think, I, I because saw, if you think of Dana and or the father and the brother mm-hmm. as past. Because well, that's, they, what, that's what I'm saying. But Dana herself, specifically, I'm not sure, impacts in terms... What do you mean? The whole dress thing. That, well, that is an absolute influence. That's an influence character scene. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, talking about, about her doing this. Again, they're trying to, to fit in. This is... This is kind of the way, you know, that that's her big influence character scene. And then the other ones, I think you do see the father and the brother fit in the past in well, that regard. Yes, the father and the brother. But uh, but for Dana, I, my feeling is that her impact is more, you know, being the mom, you know, live like a normal person, you know, in the here and now. And that that would uh, uh, speak to the present. I think that's the relationship because I think what the emphasis is, you've got your main character overall story relationship and influence character is there, but it's not nearly as important as or strong as the. It's not. Um, well, let me just turn that off. Okay. Okay. Um, not nearly as strong as the other three through lines. So I think that that's true. So, so I, think I, think that's I, also I, I still lean to that that set of quads with gathering information as what's going on in the through line the OS through line, the overall story, everybody is concerned with hit finding out or trying to stop the accountant from finding out information. Um, Even though it's the antagonist who hired them, who brought them into the first place, but that's a typical but movie. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> they are concerned with whether or not the books reveal information that will destroy the public offering. I, I would say that's probably a requirement. The actual problem isn't the act of learning, because they learn why it's all happening. 
Right, remember, each act, they have these whole, these aha, oh, this is what this means. First of all, right. he, yes, there, there is a, there's an idea that there may be something wrong with the books. Oh, here's what the problem is, but who's doing it? We don't know that, you need to understand that. Oh, he's doing this because he's trying to do the fast Eddie or crazy whatever. Anything, yeah. The crazy Eddie thing. So it's a scheme to try it because he's going to take it public. Oh, it's, you know, it's like, it's, and then, you know, ultimately. Why does he want to take it public? Well, he could do the great, greater good. And, uh, right, right. It seems constantly, constantly there are new understandings that are revelations each act about understanding more, including with the, the, the you know, who is the accountant? What you know? I mean, you see, certainly a lot of the investigation has part of it is an understanding. I'm not sure if it's just one act or not, but clearly they want to understand who he is, you know, what he's about, and how she fits in. Is she going to? Is is uh, is Medina Medina going to be a good agent for a good fit for this new job? You know, think back to Dana comes a little bit in the past. The things, everything she talks about that still bothers her is, I didn't go to art school because my dad told me it wouldn't pay the bills. That's in the past. The dress, it, like the only thing she ever talks about happened 20 years ago. Right. She didn't talk about work. She doesn't talk about, you know, where things are going. She just basically, and those are the things that contrast the kind of past that he's had, which has been this, you know, wild, lived in a zillion places with a father who, and you know, who's been, you know, very pushy. And they, remember, they talk about why did you get into it, and and he has his paddock pad excuse, and she just says, well, you know, I I like I think this is the relationship they're like. I just like the way it makes things balance. You know, <laughs> I was like, well, you know, that's exactly why he got into it too, um, because he, you know, he had this he had this teacher who taught him how to do it, but. It gives them this sense of balance. I mean, that's just, and what, what do we have? And so the psychology that would put him in um, conceptualizing, so the developing a plan. Uh, and, you know, and when you look at it in terms of it being problematic, well, he's not going to buy, he's not going by his plans. You know, they have a plan, we're going to go this way, and then that sort of falls apart. Where you normally, okay, you, you pick up roots and you leave. We, no, she's. This is the relationship. Oh, the relationship. Okay. And so then we have, um, you know, what's the friend's name? The the, the computer voice. Um, Justine. 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 The girl. Yeah. So Justine um, is, uh, you know, says she's not part of the plan. You know, <laughs> she she knows exactly where he's going and he wants to go. So he's constantly not doing the plan thing because of this relationship that's that's developing. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like all the plans that were made and all the ways he used to do things and stuff, but now we've got this relationship, so the got to make different plans. And ultimately, we can't leave as, as it is because as long as the bad guy is alive, you're in danger. So i got to go deal with the bad guy. I mean, so it's a, it seems to be a very consistent area of con concern in the relationship Particularly because he's a little more savvy about the kind of things going on, but um, but the fact that you know, 
And she's even saying, what? You have a plan for these things? You know, remember? He, 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 but he's, she's the, tra- yeah, the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it too that they just see the world differently? Well, yeah, completely differently. Yeah, I mean, and... Well, that would speak to the, uh, the, the state of being is, is one of the thematic values. And so I, I think state of being does speak to a lot of what their interaction was about. Um, situation, circumstances, sense of self, but most sarcasm. Of You're using sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, instead of being the sense of self. Yeah, and that discussion about the the you know the relationship. I mean, why did you get the the uh, um, the dress? And it's like, well, no, I wanted to be, you know, people who I wanted to fit in. Okay. You know, and that's that's part of the relationship argument. You know. And that's the sort of the sense of self and the state of being. Self. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see what else. And then the uh, so that actually, actually so that I mean that would put us in the lower quadrant, uh, the upper left quadrant, upper right quadrant. I'm thinking of it the way you guys are seeing it as opposed to the way I'm looking at it, so which is stupid because obviously you're gonna be looking at it the same way. Um, <laughs> so we just bring up the program. And uh, action, not success. Good. Overall story is uh, activity. Well, luckily, yeah. yeah, they yeah, are very because <laughs> again, for for in the in the other story, understanding also seems yeah. whether it's understanding who he is or what's on the tape or what's you know. Well, it's also her past. Right, they have that that, that one scene where they're talking about so, you know, and his too, his past. The his thing is always I didn't recognize it until after. I had, to, I had to think back and go, oh, wait, I missed a moment there. Like, right. He's, he's haunted by his memories. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the main character. Stretch it. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, not the, the influence character. Yeah. Um, so, let me ask this. Does, does, is, 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 is the benchmark predicted yet? Um, uh, the we, benchmark would be gathering information. Good, okay. So that would <laughs> be really, really, really strong. Yeah, mm-hmm. and by the way, uh, can we go back to since the, um, uh, this predicts a start, growth, yes, and, and that's um, absolutely the case. I yeah. think well, c- sure. could you? Well, could you? Sure. Uh, Here you've got someone who basically holds back. Connecting. He's he is he. Okay. Needs to learn to step up to the base emotionally. He has <laughs> all these opportunities. Look at his brother. His brother's argument is that is like. Hey, you know, here I am. And he's like, well, you know, okay. That's why he he's yeah. the one who says. In fact, that's why I think you've got where your illustration for start. So he says to his brother, he offers to his brother, well, we'll get together. It's like, oh, okay. So rather than being the one who's always been asked of it and everything being asked of, he's remember even in the the fighting, it's like no, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to start. He's it's like he's holding back. And his father, what are you gonna do? Be you know sort of gets him into this conflict with his father because it's like, well, no, it's just a pair of glasses, you know. He's, he's constantly holding back. And 
He just needs to step up and, and start. Which is also the, the indicator well, with okay, the... Okay, on an emotion, yeah, I, on the emotion, yeah. Yeah, on an emotional level. Emotional level, yeah. yeah. Because it just, to me, it was just like, there was so heavy on plot and backstory that I, I, um, you know, I didn't well, get much Dana, from That's because the Dana yeah. part, which yeah. is threaded in very lightly, mm-hmm. but it's it's pretty much, it's all the way through, mm-hmm. but it's, I think they were trying to be, keep from being really heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. Because if you've got someone who's autistic, you don't want to start having them getting all super emotional because that's kind of the par- point. So mm-hmm. the the volume level is like down here, and then you get into the action sequences, and it's like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they had to really make the the scenes with the relationship scenes really quiet with virtually nobody else around, mm-hmm. you know, sitting by themselves on the steps mm-hmm. or in the conference room. Or in the hotel room, or you know, or in the um, the trailer. You know, they're all almost all of the scenes where they're together. There's no one else around them, and if it is, it's gonna it's in the overall story where there are people shooting guns and stuff. Right. So, it, yeah, and and you don't want because he's so. You know, it's not like they don't want to make it like oh he's emotionally scarred and that's why he's holding back. No, he's. He's he's got um, a condition, you know, it's, and it's you know it's certainly is scarred emotionally from all the so the pushing that his dad did. You to make it rea- realistic, you don't you want him to make this baby step, which for him is a huge step. And the nice thing is they didn't make him have a relationship at the end because that would have been completely unrealistic. Mm-hmm. But they have a relationship, not a, not a romantic relationship, but he, remember even the one moment where it looks like it might turn romantic, and that's when he says, crazy it. And she's like, what? You know, It was all the pump action. Right, you know, so he looks like, oh, <laughs> it's moving into that, that area that would be crazy. a little Hollywoodish, yeah. and they step the out, step away, because he's not accounting like, he's uh, thinking, uh, uh, solving the problem. Insecurity. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. And the other way is short and distort, which is what his brother was dealing with in Zerk. Selling short mm-hmm. and distorting. Um, and then Crazy Eddie was doing the pump and dump, which is what uh, Lamar Blackburn was doing. He was pumping up the books, and it was going to look good. And that's why he was going to make lots of money when it went public. But he needed to know that with due diligence, that that it would, problem it would, it would not show up. Right. Right. Sniff test, right. Unfortunately, they got someone who is sort of didactic with an didactic memory that just could. <laughs> like, oh, you guys picked the wrong guy. <laughs> you want someone good? Oh, well, you got someone a little too good. Um, okay, so if you're <laughs> we're talking about different if we go back to the story form, if you've got, uh, if you're looking at the chart or have your computer in front of you, um, you can see we we're now. We've got, we're down to 16 story forms, which means we're now trying to pick where our um, issues and problems and the, the problem plot is. Um, can, so, I get, can I get an argument? Sure. So I think he's Which, which story line? Oh, for the, uh, the accountant story line? Well, for the overall, well, shit. Yeah, which domain? Which domain? Um, but yes, you may. 
Or, sorry, let, why don't you just say what you're going to say, yeah, and then we'll okay. push it out later. Well, sorry, that screwed me up a little bit. Okay, so, it seems like there's an issue in, like, his instinct during the, um, the when his dad gets shot in the, at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Because, like, all of a sudden he just starts going into the, and it seems like, like, I really like the element of ability to have the relationships with people. Um, Which I know is from the other through line, but... Well, I mean, it could be. The question is... Okay, this is in the main character domain? No, I sort of did both of them the same. Um, so maybe that's wrong. So, I guess just in the main character domain, like, he has... Let me just back up. He has, seems to have, like, a lot of, um, like, evidence for why there's... Well, okay, so let's, let's yeah. just... Let's just the, 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 the choices we have for the um, issues, which are kind of like the thematic issues, they're even more focused than a concern. So the idea is that underneath everything there's an inequity, and we're narrowing in on it. Um, we're starting off with a fixed attitude, so he's got a problematic attitude or something that's creating trouble for him personally. It's connected to remembering or his memories or, or you know, either well he has these very strong memories of things the way his relationship with his father and his brother um, and then we have truth falsehood evidence and suspicion are the possibilities uh, is there a pair that seems better uh, truth and falsehood or evidence and suspicion that seem to define that the Issues well, that it's under, under, under uh, well, here's the thing. You kept talking about order and chaos, and that's under suspicion. And amongst those four, uh, so I don't see truth and falsehood. Um, but but I also I'm trying to, you know, I mean, suspicion versus evidence does speak to him as a protagonist. Um, does that necessarily speak to him as a main character, though? Well, okay, so... Uh, under suspicion, you have order, chaos, inertia, uh, change in inertia. Okay, as evidence is information supporting a belief, and suspicion is questioning or forming a belief based on new evidence. So this would be what he is he's dealing with personally. Obviously, it's 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 a balance of the two because it's, that's the dynamic conflict, the the thematic conflict. Um, and so for him, for him personally, it seems like. If you, okay, think of, his, think of him as it relates to um, new people and, and new things. He seems to be coming much more from a suspicion point of view, you know, always expecting the worst. Yes? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll let you finish saying No, that's okay. I was going to say evidence, because it's not evidence. Oh, I'm frustrating you. Keith doesn't pick up on that. Okay. Lack of ability, I think, self aware. Okay. I thought that's where you're going with this. So I was like, yeah. I said the other one. I was like, oh wait. Well, no, I just, I'm just. So then, it's also his other problem is he's always, always, he's very underneath evidence. He's self aware. His own anxiety creates a problem. Run to his music. Right, and he has complete. He has, but the thing is, he has no awareness of people. He's. Just, I mean, that's the problem. Is he just can't. That's connected to the evidence, but he can't. Cannot think of other people like that. He just doesn't doesn't get it, um, and that would be where 
But that's not where that's not where he's coming from. But that's when he starts thinking about others is where he finds some peace. But when he's stuck inside his himself, it's all very chaotic, and and it seems to be going over all this history that he's been, you know, these memories and stuck about, you know, about. Um, I mean, that would be. Uh, which would um, now would that be a problem or is that going to be the symptom? Yeah. Oh, and you're saying you're saying basically he's a dis- disability. Yes, yeah, that's his problem. Yeah, yeah, self-aware. He's problem. But disability would be the is so is ability going to be the symptom? It will be either. I think it's the. Ability of the symptom or the problem? I think it's a problem because he arcs in the end when he, he desires to go hang out with his brother. Well, he, t- he told Dana like he desires to. Is that a better, that would be a better argument for aware though, right? Just no, I think the. Well, it the depends. And to say the question is, what, which one is, where's for him personally? Obviously, I don't think. The problem is either or self-aware. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. That's, I would oh, think that it's going to be one or the other and then the symptom is going to be the. Pretty right. So <laughs> why don't we just not choose that and look and see where we're going to go on with our choices in the overall story. Okay. But so for right now, I, I will pick. I mean, evidence I think is good in terms of him just being really unable to evaluate. Although it's interesting, in certain ways he's again a savant in the overall story. He's very good in, in that, but personally he's not. You know, he hears the car and puts things together. He has a nightly gun when the gunman come. Yeah. Out. That's why we don't see him hear the car, but we we see and hear the car come up, and he's by the watermelons or the the cantaloupe. Yeah. Then we see them going the the bad guys in the house with them putting the gun. We then you know says okay now call him in, and it cuts to the melons and they all have happy faces. So he clearly is there. <laughs> he's suddenly feeling much better because. He doesn't have to deal with inside, he's dealing with the external world and not having to deal with his personal stuff, it's now professional. And it makes him happy. Well, and if, if you, if, so if you're saying that, like, evidence lack on a personal basis, one of the things about evidence is a categorization of facts. And, and he doesn't, he can't categorize the facts correctly on his personal life. Okay. Well, he actually can't see all the facts. Right, and I think that's, but I think that's where you get down to either self-aware or ability. Uh-huh. It's sort of like a scale. Uh, you know, when you get down to what the source of it is, that's where you get those are the, the okay. one's going to be the problem, one's going to be the apparent problem. Um, okay. I think my guess is that it's probably self-aware is the problem and ability would probably be the symptom because we see... You know, he's he seems to. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I can't make a strong argument, so I'm not going to. Um, so let me look in the overall story and see where that puts our overall story. So, so in the overall story, you're picking between like Kings. Right. Um, and so, so he does it to. It, it seems like his senses function of like well. No. But this is no, no. Now don't think about him. Try to think about the. Um, uh, yeah. the, US, uh, the, the living, robotics. living robotics, the uh, the brother as a the um, fixer, 
Well, both, both the brother and him are trained like with a lot of conditioning. I, it sure does seem like an, more of an instinct and conditioning yeah. issue because remember the whole scene where the you know spy versus pie, spy outside the, mm-hmm. the the sister's house. You know, mm-hmm. it's in much more of a. They didn't really even have a, 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 a. There were no sounds that one was making. It just seemed to be very instinctual that someone's yeah. following me and I think he's going to shoot me. <laughs> going to shoot, so I'm going to duck down. Um, and conditioning definitely well, seems to be. Well, wasn't there uh, when Gene Smart, uh, when they were at the conference table and there's the sister and the CFO uh, across the table from Ben uh, uh, Affleck? Um, uh, uh, she, How long have you working here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was saying, well, no, no, she said, uh, she said something about, uh, didn't she say you were hired because so-and-so had an instinct about you? Um, no, it was they, they, they had hired him before, and he said, I don't talk about my clients. The, the guy from Lahore, Pakistan, yeah. was the referral guy. Right. Because Who has an accounting genius. Yeah, right. Well, he's not accounting. He's no, a math he said that. Yeah, math. Big difference. <laughs> All right, so could be a rock scientist and not do accounting. So, in in instinct, we have knowledge, thought, ability, and desire, and so this would mean that ability would be the problem. Yeah. Because that's going to be shared by with the overall story. And otherwise, it's going to be senses, but it does not really. It doesn't. Senses does not seem to fit at all. No. Because senses literally means sight, sound, touch, hearing. So yeah, which which describes the mission of living robotics, but that's not where the problem era, problematic right. area right. of the story is. Right. 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 So I mean, so it's it's in there, but and it's not a crucial element. I think would be off too, because in the end, like it's not like he's not aware of where his like he knows where his brother is the whole time. He just wants. Right, at the end. So that would be more of a desire. Right. Right. Exactly. It's never been an issue of, you know, having the ability. I mean, the ability, having the ability, but not following through has been creating this, this yeah. rift in his, in his life, personally. And so following his, or, or even if you even look at it as, you know, professionally, if, if I'm able to find them and they know about them, then they're going to use them. They'll use them against me, and and he finally goes, okay, but I'm now going to go with my desire, yeah, which yeah. could be used against me, but I'm not worrying about that anymore, you know. Um, so we're saying ability is the is the overall story problem and the main. Well, okay, if if it's a problem because if you look at the overall picture of the corporation. Um, uh, they're moving money around in order to enable a better public offering, right? Right. Um, to, it, it would make us, which would make us, he argues, John Nussbaum argues, that it would make us more able to create more positive prosthetic things. Right, that, no matter who we kill. That's a lie. Yeah. Well, no, John, no, John but, but, says he's not concerned about money. And you look at the house he lives in compared to where Rita lives in. It's, 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 it's. Of he's, course, it's a lie. But, this yeah. is, he's been killing people right. to make to do this. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, his but, but, argument, but his argument is about uh, it, that this will enable us to do better, to do good things. And, but that that's where the flaw is. That's where the problem that's why is. It's the problem. misplaced priorities. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 No, that's yeah. That's why it is a problem. Right. <laughs> right. Using that as a an argument, but it's like now it's a very flawed argument. That's that's not true. 
So if we choose that, we're now down to probably one story form. Let me see. Story form. Mm -hmm. oh. Wow. Mm -hmm. What a surprise. Um, <laughs> accountant. Now let's look at if you pick let's look at this yeah. report. If you pick me um, Okay, can we yeah. talk about this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, absolutely. Let's just walk uh, yes. one through and then we can... The plot sequence report? Yes, the time, time lock and option lock does affect the plot sequence report. It shifts the, what, the, the, where the, the, el the, the variation elements, variations, um, uh, where they line up underneath the the uh, signposts, the time lock option lock it does. will impact that. Yeah. Okay. So, that's why I love the pop sequence report. It's my favorite. I don't. <laughs> it's twisted. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really the only. It's the only only thing. Really, the only impact time lock and option lock have on the rest of the, of the story. Well, most of it you can't see. Right. That's the problem. It's a bit, it's, yeah, it doesn't affect the plot sequence report, but it does affect how the, the group of variations, each group of four variations underneath the signposts line up. Right. Gotcha. Okay. I, I, they slip how they slip. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So, everybody, we, does everybody have a view of... Um, okay, no, you don't. I just like catch up. It, what's the, what's the uh, OS uh, solution? Desire? The OS solution is desire. And then... Uh, Oops. MC Solutions Desire. Pardon me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's not good. Okay, the MC Solution is Desire, correct. So we have for the overall story, domain of activity, concern of understanding, which we talked about that, the issue of instinct, so it's instinct, um, problem of ability, solution of desire, symptom of thought, and response of knowledge, so that I think that you get with the, you know, we think that there's a problem here, and it's like, no, well, you better know, we need to know what it is, and then, you know, then ostensibly resolves the problem, but, you know, it's, it's not the real problem. Well, well that's what the house thought the symptom? It, um, well, it's kind of like saying, okay, I think, you know, I think there's a problem here. Um, I think, think there's a leak. Right, I think there's a leak. I think uh, even if you're talking about the brother and his his other job, he's like he says, um, you know, well, you know, think, we think, you know, you're doing this stuff, and and well, which one is it? It's like, well, get rid of, you know, stop doing it on all of them. So rather than you know thinking about which one, just make them all, you know, real, make them change some all of your short short. He's shorting all the different stocks on the companies, and then, you know, driving driving the companies out of business. Um, okay. Drive because it's yeah. driving the stocks down, stock prices down, and they have to let people go, and then they come in, buy it low, and yeah. Who hired for that first scene that the yeah, that very first brother scene. shows up in? Who hired him to do that? I, that, that that's just showing that was his, just that was his job. job so we know what kind of job he, when we see him again we know what his role is because yeah. otherwise he's just this guy who comes in and allows us to see how he works yeah. mm -hmm. and it's also a way to introduce him without us knowing who he is early enough on so that it's again sort of filling in the that part of the story. Well, it, it makes them not look 
as bad. Right. He's not just he doesn't go into a good cause in this particular instance. Those guys with their pensions and the workers who are losing their things and, and the company that's being wrongfully distorted about by the guy who's selling on the short. Right. And so then when you see him at the the partner's house with the you know, two vials of insulin and a syringe, yeah, and they, yeah, yeah. you know, while he's sitting there eating the uh, pie, yeah. um, you know, it, he says, you know, he's like, okay, I'm giving you an easy way out. Otherwise, you know, if your wife finds out, then we're going to have to do the whole rape thing, and we have to make it all look messy, and then we'll have to burn everybody up. Or, you know, it's like, <laughs> so it's it's kind of like a, a hitman with ethics. <laughs> You know, which is sort of kind of what his brother is like, too. You know, they have this sort of, we'll do it the right way, but if you want to push it to go the wrong way, well, okay, fine, well, deal with it that way. That's exactly what their dad was like. Right, right, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, it's just two different types because they have different skill sets. Um, The catalyst of senses. Hmm... That the catalyst in the overall story is something that creates more uh, creates more conflict, uh, moves the story along faster. Well, it could be. I mean, the two assassins, the two times he he hears the car pull up and the assassins come to the farm. Right. And and there are because I listened really closely to that scene with him and his brother. There are footsteps in that scene. So that's a moment. Well, you also see when I mean you certainly see when the brother. Brother in that scene is picking up on who this might be because he's really suspicious about who he. Right. You know, you get this idea that he thinks he knows who it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, have you ever? Do you ever? Oh, do you ever hear when uh, yeah, this kind of bullet goes through this kind of window? It's like, he never does. <laughs> Tell the person. What else is? What is he? How does he speak? What does his hair look like? Right. right, right. He's drilling. Oh, right. For all these things that you could see and hear. Also, Frida, uh, when Rita comes in um, and she she demands the report, part of her reason that she sees that that there's an issue is because it's, she's seeing all these numbers written all over the place in the room. Which, by the way, all those numbers are public for everybody to see <laughs> with red lines <laughs> all around them. <laughs> And you're thinking about doing <laughs> a uh-huh. public offering. about that, but yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah that would, but it, is, it was only overnight, so it wasn't like they were up that long. And that many people were around, but still. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, try, they're trying to do a beautiful mind thing there. I know, and, I know. the music. You, you certainly do see that in them trying to figure out who the accountant is. Senses really yes. are absolutely a big part of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Voice recognition. The voice, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. facial recognition. Oh, yeah. Right. And his, uh, yeah. Right. And the poem, yeah, the facial uh, recognition. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's really interesting. It seems like maybe, maybe it's not that much of a different story. It's just like sits at the thematic level. Mm. You know, maybe a lot stronger with the the overall story thematic level. That would be an interesting way of doing it. Well, the thing is, though, uh, 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 
if the main character's a doer and that being then you're flipping the stop and start and then you're flipping the right the symptom right i'm not sure again but if you're looking at maybe at the element at the maybe they're not doing a full story form but they're using the most of it and telling the part that they need mm -hmm. as if it's a separate story i don't know you know because it's it isn't complete there's no question of that mm -hmm. Uh, but I mean, it seems that that speaks a lot more to that part of the that entire part of the story because it's it's not really big in the in the other. But anyway, um, and then the inherent inhibitor of circumstances again that also speaks a little bit more to the uh, the brother. Yeah, mm -hmm. the brother. Yeah, it, interesting. And benchmark learning again. Well, think also. Uh, when the CFO kills himself, um, uh, and then oh, the, the John Lithgow, you know, it's, it's like okay, we're okay. It, it, it's all over. Here's here's your contract. You know, uh, he's he's forgiven for whatever he did. Uh, so that, that was a significant circumstance for him. And it was also a really strong, um, strong inhibitor. I mean, enough to put the brakes on the overall story, so you could get into. Yeah, the thrill lines, but okay. yeah, for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so that Raymond King circumvent. You know, he, he always is slowing down and saying, "Let me explain. I got here." Oh, right, 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 right. Here's how I feel about it. Well, well, like that's right on the money with him. Yeah. Well, that did slow things down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, again, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to make him a likable character, so he's not as obviously the one who's doing it. Not that they there's not a whole if you took out all the the side story, the sub story and the backstory, just it moves along pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the overall story, it goes pretty quickly, you know, especially temporally. It doesn't take that much time. Um, okay, let's look at our main character. Fixed attitude, uh, memories, the issue of evidence is the one which we we chose um, being sort of evidence blind, yeah, um, with a problem of ability. Uh, more as we were saying, it's it's that would it be best? Well, it could it? be argued that the ability is his problem because his uh, his abilities, oh, his ability, right? His, right. Uh, well, his abilities, you know, uh, mask it. Yes, his abilities allow him to do basically to be this to be closed off and, yeah. and be yes yeah. to be closed off. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Now I think that that it, I think it is more of an ability being the problem, not a disability, because mm -hmm. he's got some pretty outrageous abilities that keep, keep him alone. Keep yeah, they kind of force him to be alone. Yeah, he because says it, to his brother, my clientele are really dangerous. That's why I never reach out to you. Right. So his abilities force him into solid. Mm -hmm. um, and the solution of desire, you know, moving towards something. Well, when you start at least a little bit, follow your heart's desire. That's you know. Right, a little bit. It's just a, a it's bit. just. But it, it's like it's tipped the scale. It's no longer withholding holding him back. It's now holding him up potentially. Um, the symptom of thought, and I think that's where. You have him, you know, where he, the, the solution with the response of knowledge, the thought is, 
I think this is this is problem, blah 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 blah, and then when he can't complete it for him. You jumped in. Oh, did I? Oh, I did. I jumped across. Sorry. Self-aware. Self-aware and aware. Right. So the uh, actually, I was using the same example I used when the overall overall story before. Um, symptom, self-aware, again being sort of caught up inside, and then trying to be a little more aware of. Uh, and you see that because it's a it's an arc, a slow arc, slow change. You it starts pretty early on that he's he, initially he's like. You know, you know, he's like closing the door is like, you know, and he finally she wakes up and like, you know, oh, you know, like, oh, surprise, I didn't know you were here. <laughs> um, and then you know the conversation he has, and it's just he seems to be really not wanting to, and, and in his backstory stuff, not wanting to pay attention to the others around him. The first scene with the puzzle, it's like, yes. Plus the other thing too is he's so caught up in himself, the self-aware that all the, the, the situations have stuff senses. And so that makes that's the, aware. That's aware. Yeah. Oh, I he's see. Doing the stems is the aware. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. All right, that's a better. All right. So in other words, it's it's he's so stuck inside and he needs to literally break in order to break it out. He has to use the stimulation. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting. His, his dad says as much in the beginning. So that's it. The, the world is not friendly to this. The way to fix it is to not take it away. It's to give him more. Give him more, right? right. You know. And yeah, I mean, it also explained. You know, they. I'm not sure if they did then, but doesn't the, the doctor, the not doctor, but whatever he is, yeah, neuropsychologist or neuro, neurologist, yeah, neurologist, neurologist, whatever um, sort of explained about. That at the end to the new couple about how they, how they are, and, you know, it could be or at the beginning when he's talking about the, it could be anything from the fabric, you know, mm-hmm. and colors and sounds and. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and then we have uh, unique ability evidence. Uh, so this is where we're looking at it. Oh, and he's able to look at. This is where he picks up the, he sees the photo of the two of them. Oh, I know who's doing that. Mm-hmm. He looks at, he's able to pick out the evidence, and that's what all, that's that special skill he's got, basically, is so they can kill him in the overall story. That one's a pretty clear one. Uh, critical flaw interdiction. Um, I would think that would be, in a certain regard, you know, having to sort of intercede on Dana's behalf, potentially could, you know, puts him at risk. He also did it to for the, for the secret bag gun. Or before Jeffrey Temple. Oh, right, right, right. And you, I think you get, yeah, you, you certainly get that, that part of the story. Yeah. Oh. He goes after the Gambinos. Oh, he yeah, yeah. yeah. Takes revenge on As him. a critical flaw? Yeah, because I get it, and the same thing. Also, co- contacting the uh, the law enforcement right, again, law sort of interceding there, exposes him to them possibly finding out who he is and following up, which they eventually do find out who he is. But they don't follow up. But they cast that potential to undermine his ability to to kill that guy. Because <laughs> remember, they they sort of sort of figure out they're right on hot on the trail, kind of like uh, Gerard and. The, the fugitive, you know, they kind of are 
catching up to him. But of course he, uh, or through um, his gal pal, you know, lets them know, living robotics, write it down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, very similar to the scene, you know, when uh, Richard Kimball, I'm looking for a man with one arm. He's like, well, I don't, I don't care. Well, you should. And he leaves the phone off the hook. It's the same kind of a thing. Right. He gives him the clue to find out where he's going to be to work this all out. Um, all these that films about sickness and stuff all and go with a state with ILL abbreviation. Oh, what yeah. do you know? What the, what? the Illinois. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Have you lived there? No. And he saw one on man in, the, in this movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> <one. laughs> uh, but you were talking about you were talking about the, uh, the, the, the lady, you know, on the phone, the British accent that turns out to be the, of course, that, that was just fulfilling the Guardian Regarding the role. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, very well. Yeah. In both threads. Mm-hmm. Right. She's also basically doing the same thing. Eventually, you know, she acts in, in the, for the feds as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Can we do two? Um, let's just finish the what we have here. Okay, so we have our influence character uh, situation and so, you don't think that this, her situation is basically because she's sort of the wrong person, right? In the wrong place at the wrong time. She's this low-level person who has, you know, she's in there. No, but no, no, just the response. But she's a you know wrong person at the wrong time, and she's the one in this story that. Um, or actually, no, isn't it basically she's just sort of like this accountant that she loves accounting. I mean, in that part of, you know, with his career that she's chosen. That's why it has an effect on him. I mean, the overall story, sure. But, I mean, in terms of why her, because she's got the same kind of, you know, her problem is order. But she's a, she's a steadfast character, so she is driven to, to make things ordered. Yeah, which is perfect for accounting. It wasn't her old thing because she did the straight art school and... Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That's actually better for influence character. But so, how did you relate to the situation? Uh, well, I, I look, the, yeah. The, Wouldn't that be that she's in this accounting rather than in these other things instead of instead of the arts, yeah. right? But I, I also think her influence is just that she's now in a position where she's killed. I think if she weren't going to get killed on something. Well, but she continues to have influence after she's no longer... I mean, yes, she is. I think that's part of the... the this, so after the hotel, even, she continues to... Um, well, the story's almost over at that point. Yeah. I mean, the next scene in the overall story is... Act four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go kill a bunch of people. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much through the end. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so the... Uh, the symptom of thought and the response of knowledge for, for the influence character. Um, well, I mean, isn't part of that the... That's, that's shared with him? No, it's not. No, that's the overall story. So I have a question on an impact character. Like, with, with let's say it's a steadfast impact character. We're looking at a problem has a drive 
also as a drive that will also impact the main character. What are we looking at? Well, it doesn't impact her. Right. But it's basically, it's primarily her influence is going to provide the push that needs to make the main character change. Right. If they are impacted, change character. But it's that that draw. It's that influence. It's the one that's. So when it comes to the symptom, does that have anything to do with the main character? Well, the whole domain does. Okay, but I mean she, the symptom, because the symptom is what she thinks her problem is. Um. Well, it's not so much what she thinks the problem is, because you're you're subjectifying it a little bit too right. much. And even with the main character, it's not necessarily what he thinks the problem is. It's what we see as his problem, or what we see as troublesome. It's it's still all of this stuff. The way Dramatica looks at it is really still all from the outside. Even though you're looking at the inside, you're not saying here's what it here's what it is going to experience like. But this is what if I think back on it, that's what I understand from it. So Dramatica is from that all-knowing position where you've already experienced everything, not the, I have a partial view of the way the world is, and it seems to be this or that. Does that make any sense? That does, but still, the, again, and, and where are we at with the focus part? The focus... So her the, symptom? Yeah. The symptom would be essentially what um, appears to be the, the her motivation, as opposed to what's really her motivation. Okay. No, or I, the tear appears to cause trouble. Can, can I tell you what I think this is in this case? Yes, love for you too. Um, um, okay, she, her thought is that, um, thought, sorry, it's like, well, the influence on him is that she is not capable of imagining that she That's That's where her thinking is, is, is wrong here. So he has to go in and save her. And what happens after he saves her is, for the first time in the last ten years, someone gets knowledge of who he is and what. She sees the inside of his cabin, she sees his money, she sees his paintings. And what they talk about in the hotel is, difference makes people afraid. And she is not afraid of him at all. She spends the night, they have intimate talk. Um, And so for the first time, he's met someone where knowledge did not make them run away, connect with his brother. But also what it does do is it, it does have a greater effect on him and a greater influence because he wants to save her. Yeah. That's, so, I mean, it, it, it effectively motivates him greater to go and get the bad guy. Right, right. Yeah, but very good, very good. That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, unique main influence character, unique ability of prediction. So this is what makes her uniquely able to influence the, the main character, really. Um, any thoughts? When you say influence, you mean undermine the main yeah, character. Yeah, it's what you just said. He knows she's going to get killed. Oh. So... He is. Well, see, it's undermining the main character's unique ability. The unique to ability solve what allows the problem. Change the critical flaws that undermines it. Right. Or undermines the influence character's unique ability. Right. right. Um, which is suspicion. And I think that might be 
the fact that she's suspect because of her. She, she's originally the one who had the suspicion about the problem, and she's also um, somewhat suspicious of him. You know, is that you know she goes in there and why do you have all of these things and how how can you have all of this stuff? Is that a Pollock? Is that her original Pollock? Um, and again, you know, ultimately, I think that what really could undermine her most from a influence character. Uh, well, I don't think we see a whole lot of suspicion, except as it sort of affects the overall story. So, in her, because I don't think they have, a, I don't have enough, they don't have enough room to play with it. And here you have the benchmark of the present, which is who is making that argument? You were making that argument about her. It is everywhere, and it's like, well, yeah, because that's sort of where she's where she is. Yeah, and yeah. Also, I guess it's uh, also be a requirement. Um, uh, yeah, uh, get learning is the requirement. It's a precondition. Oh, precondition of the present. Uh, let's last one. Let's do really quickly. Let's do the relationship story points, and then we can, if it seems to all fit, which it's, so far it's doing pretty well, um, we can talk about the the sub story. But I just want to make sure we wrap this one one up. So we have a couple of people who are like about to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> who've, been up with, who've been up since essentially 3 a.m. our time. <laughs> and are doing amazingly well. Um, so the relationship is about psychology or manipulation. I think it's psychology is much better in this term. It's not, not manipulation. Uh, two people... What's the matter? I said it's better all the <laughs> I think it is. Yes, unless you have no idea and people go, don't, what's psychology about? Right. Psychology will mislead you down a wrong road so fast. It yeah, it can. No, because the normal use of the word psychology right. is completely different than the way dramatically uses it. We're talking really about how people think. And with regard to a problem, it's dysfunctional thinking. And that could be, if it's an individual, it's someone having a dysfun thinking dysfunctionally. If it's a group, it's sort of like like fam dysfunctional family dynamics. That would be looking at a group in psychology, um, and that doesn't necessarily mean by dysfunctional. I don't necessarily mean clinically, you know, nuts or something. Just clash, you know, this conflict. So in the relationship, you have these two people who have wildly different ways of seeing the world. Um, hers is a much more, Dana's is a much more traditional worldview. Um, and, uh, and his, of course, is, is got from you know, his upbringing and, and his uh, um, autism plus his training, everything. So the two of them, he sees this world as where you live, everything is temporary, everything is defensive, everything is about keeping things out and protection um, and being ready to move in uh, at a moment and having you know, wildly vast sums of money and really only using them for whatever you, in, intrinsic value other than what, what's sort of necessary. 
Um, and you know, she's someone who's at the other end of the, certainly the, the, in terms of money, you know, money is, again, not as important to her either, but she just does not understand how people can have, someone can have all of that and not really, and, you know, what does this mean? How can you live like, <laughs> live like this, you know? And she, of course, really doesn't understand that. And as they begin to learn and understand each other, they become a much more uh, functional relationship between the two of them, as opposed to just being these people who are in the same profession, but from completely different psychological worlds. Uh, and we were talking earlier about developing a plan, you know, about how certainly the introduction of her into his life and the creating of a, a relationship with anybody completely throws all of his plans out of the, out the window. Um, we really don't know what her plans are except that one bit of history part. Um, except that her life experience is so different. You know, I can't afford to pay this kind of stuff. Well, no, I thought I'd you know, sort of treat. You know, so it's, it's just... Um, then trying to develop also a way so they can communicate, which they seem to do pretty quickly, you know, after he stops, after she stops annoying him and being completely unaware that she's annoying him, or you know, just not, not really having a boundary, and he's all all about that. Uh, so yeah, being anything, I jump in here. I think it's I think better if it comes from you guys. Problem. The problem is inertia. inertia. I think state of being is that they they get past their circle of that's that that's that scene on the couch. Mm -hmm. I think that totally works. And how is inertia the don't touch of, anything? Huh? Don't touch anything. Oh oh oh! He wants everything kept the same, and she's like, "Whoa! What about this?" And that, you know, uh, yeah. And also, nobody can disrupt. They can't seem to make a move. Right. I think also she's just disrupted to his. Yeah. Like, he's got a way with the British voice, and she's she gets in the way of that inertia. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, his, he's got a, he has a very fixed way of life, he, he, and his the one relationship he has is this very distant relationship with a computer voice, um, and here's a warm, messy person who comes in and is disrupting the status quo. Right. Okay. And it's not even, and it, the solution is change, which I think he gets to. But in the beginning, it's not that the change of her bothers him; it's the lack of ritual that bothers him. Right. It's just that she but screws with isn't that show. really? I mean, it seems to me, and, and I'm having a little bit of trouble with the relationship line. But it seems to me what you're describing there are things that would describe an main character or an impact character's impact on the main character. So where's the relationship? Uh, Why is the relationship itself? Have inertia problems. Yeah. Coming to from jealous. Yeah, or it's, it's the fact that she is their relationship. The two of them in the same place is break. Just keeping things. Remember, we're also looking. This is kind of this kind of. I personally, I think the order we have these, I would probably always re, I would reorder them, and I should have. Um, is that after going from issue, you should go to symptom. And response, and then to problem and solution, yeah. because yeah. you see a lot more of the symptom and response than you do the problem and solution. Right. You know, because if you're going in layers of sort of justification, you're getting 
closer and closer to the problem, but we sort of skip and then we go bounce back. So if you look at going from you know this uh, being comfortable with one another in a state of being to you know a symptom of thought, you know it's like because she's always asking him all these questions about well you know how did this happen and what did this and you know and he she tells him and about her knowledge it gives and he tells her and that sort of putting their cards on the table so to speak eases the 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 momentary problems in the relationship but ultimately the real disruptive element is that it's still he has they each have a way of living that is doesn't work with the two of them together because they're very different and that's the inertia it's like these you know two people on complete on separate paths and they need to be able to be comfortable with that these paths have to respond to the other party it well, can't just be static yeah adapt yeah adapt yeah i think change in that case adaptive is better having an adaptive relationship to whatever happens will make it more make it healthier now you see it because this is a, this relationship just like the main character it's something that develops pretty quickly because they don't have a whole lot of screen time at heart because they've got so many so much other stuff that they're covering so it, it, you know, considering the very first time when they meet and he wakes her up, you know, and he, he doesn't know how to interact with people or, beha- or behave around people, and here she is asleep in there in the area where he wants to do his work, mm-hmm. and he knows that it's rude to interrupt or wake up someone, so he doesn't want to be seen as the one who's waking her up, but he doesn't want her there. <laughs> you know, so it's like... Well, but it's also... Uh, uh, when you talk about... Oh, oh, I didn't see you. That kind of thing. Well, also, when you talk about thought as a symptom, as a, yeah, for some reason, that it, it was a little baffling to me. It's like, why does she care so much about what he thinks of her? You know, like when she says, oh, he thinks dogs playing both is a great art. He goes, well, I like dogs playing both. Oh, oh, sorry. You know, it's like, uh, right. she, she's yeah. so concerned about what he thinks uh, that that it did create a little bit of sort of surface irritation about oh, how, how they, what they think about each other. Yeah, you know, okay. what, like, you know, what he thinks about her being asleep in the conference room and, you know, uh, but that that is just kind of the surface and then, irritation. Yeah, you know, and, and, yeah, no, that's, 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 that's very good. Yeah. Good example. And then, and then, and then that it's it's sort of resolved, but only on the surface when they really get to know each other better, which is kind of a you know kind of obvious, but that's that is yeah <laughs> right. But it's that it's if the relationship is unresolved, you know, it's certainly not bad, but it's also not they're not you know I mean they sort of have a relationship, but. It's, at a very surface level, very shallow level, but that's way for him, way more than it normally is, and it looks like it might even be pretty extreme for her too. She doesn't seem to have a lot of friends. Um, and the last couple we've got here is a catalyst of situations. I think, yeah, they're basically they're, they're thrown in together in the same scenario, you know, and it's the catalyst of situation. Oh yeah, you know yeah. that one is yeah. pretty strong. And then the inhibitor of interpretation. Uh, now, in this sense, because the relationship inhibitor, it, and this is in a sense, it's a small arc, but it's still a growing relationship. The inhibitor is is puts the pause in the growth. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the positive, and, and the catalyst is the gas pedal. The inhibitor is the brake pedal. So, right. when in terms of development, because I obviously these things are developing, supposedly it's developing through the entirety of it. But when you're, they naturally have ebb and flow, and that's what the that's what starts them, you know, flowing and. And stops them from. But if this was a deteriorating relationship, the inhibitor would be something that stuck that that is the pause in the deterioration. No, because no. it would just be the the catalyst would be pushing it further down. Okay, so it doesn't the matter which way the the relationship is. No, going no, because one is always moving it faster. One is, one is increasing the tension, and the other one is re, is releasing the tension. Okay. You know, one is a, literally an accelerator, and it doesn't matter if you're going toward going away from a cliff or going toward a cliff. Cliff. It's still that's that's what happens. That's that's the nature of it. It's convenient in this in storytelling because it allows you to pick up from maybe you've come someplace and you've sort of put it on. It's not nothing's happened, and you want to get let's get going right into things getting exciting. You use the catalyst, and that'll throw a lot of conflict right into the relationship right away, or whichever through line you're talking about, like the unique ability or the you know the catalyst. And then the inhibitor, if you want to park it for a while, then throw in the inhibitor, then no one will expect it. It's like a retardant. No one expects it to change over time nearly at the speed it's been going. So if you cut away and come back, you wouldn't expect all sorts of things to have happened. But if you put on the accelerator, and go to something else, that by the time you get back, people are gonna expect that it's much further along. You know, that things have developed outside of view that uh, weren't there. So, you and sometimes it's, it's useful if you wanna get past the really boring part of a de development, put on, the put on the accelerator, then go someplace else, come back, and be like, oh, boy, I was sure glad we didn't have to debauch through all that part, you know. No scratchy towels. Right. Senses. <laughs> and and the benchmark of conceiving an idea for the relationship. Hmm? Benchmark of conceiving an idea for the relationship. Any I mean, thoughts? Just like, yeah, they could be got an idea. Right. Yeah, I think so. I think that's exactly it. I mean, even the fact that there is a... that it's even there. Yeah, I mean, in that first dinner meeting that they had lunch, it started off so badly, and by the end, I think he even had, like, they, he, a little, they were, you know, I'm kidding, he was kind of playing with her. Right. That right. felt like just an impulse on him. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. She's, she's game for my kind of humor. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, right, and even the, yeah, you mean, are you talking about the end of the movie? Because you no, certainly have that with the, the dog painting, too. Right. No, but that's but it was but that it came out of the lunch conversation. Right, so right, right. The same moment in two different. But it's but the development of that is is I get it. Yeah. You know I get the idea. You know before it was like I see it over like this idea over here. And I'm like eh, not not so not so much. But then by the end that same image is used as a joke, an inside joke. But also as a cover for what's really underneath, you know, which I think is clever and multifaceted. Yeah, charming. Yeah, charming. Thank you. That's great work. All right. So, 
But it was you, clever because if somebody opened up the, the thing in transit, then they'd see the dogs playing, but oh, this isn't valuable, you know. Right. So right, right. logistically, it was a good idea. But he also, <laughs> he did the one thing that he knew that someone like him, you put a little flaw in it, which right. he's he would immediately recognize, and of course she did too. It's like, what's that? And you know, it's very very clever. Yeah, that's very well, very smartly written. Um, so you wanted to talk about the the sub story. Yeah. All right. And what you mean about? Did you sound like you have an idea? Oh well, I guess I'm just I'm not sure what the variation. Because we, we know what the problem really. would be for that. I know we were talking about how it fit into this story form. You're talking about it as a separate story form. Yeah. Um, because we have the main character in the past. Uh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. We so have the main character in memory. And the, oh, but it would no, be no, no, no. do in, in the other one. She right. would be in the past, mm-hmm. which but she's the one who's got the past. She's right, got right. the yeah. Her whole past is gonna is threatening to catch up with her, and and for him. Remember, what he is, he's got all of these cases that he's re- remembered for, that he's basically slowly destroying that for her, um, because they're turning out these aren't all these things, these great discoveries that, that, that he found. She's finding out that it was all players. Oh, yeah. Right. So it's like, like he's got his, his um, it's not his memory, it's his, uh, you know. It's his it's, truth. No. <laughs> No, it's like as an institutional memory, you know, with what people will remember him for. Mm-hmm. Oh, his legacy. His legacy. legacy. That's yeah, where yeah, I was talking yeah. about. He's got his legacy. Yeah. And he's it's fake, you know, and and it's sort of being tarnished as she realizes more, you know, that this this is an issue that's problem for him because it's built on, you know, a falsehood. So what his issue. Yeah, huh? no, the false would fit much better there. Yeah, his issue is true. It's true. I mean, well, truth versus false. Pardon me? I mean, it's between truth for him, the way we have it set up. It's, it's between truth and suspicion for him. Right, it's a, it, well, there's, and there's it's truth versus falsehood, so there's all these falsehoods that are, that, oh, suddenly, that's the truth that's having that. It's, it's coming from a point and place of truth, but it's the falsehoods that are embedded there that are having the combined conflict. So that, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well if, he, if he is truth. I know, so are we using... So well, I mean, our fate is certainly at issue. It's like, you know, again, getting back to... I think she's in The backstories. Because wouldn't it make a little bit line? Sorry, in other words, if you're saying it's mirroring the same story form... When that, oh, but no, it does, I, I can see no, that it won't, it won't do that when you. No, could. no, what I was saying is I, I would, my, I was positioning uh, that her issue would be more about interdiction, that he suspects that he managed you, you said it right. Yeah, he, he, I, I, he says, I, I always look back and realize the moments of change. After they've already happened. After they've already happened. And the thing that's amazing is if he's in suspicion, his problem could be. Oh. And interdiction works better for her because that leaves her with a problem solution pair of equity and inequity. Oh, okay. Which I think is she she has yeah, this like sense of equity. Well, fairness. And, and, and yeah, but he's driven to change it. Right. 
And well, so she's got to, I think, I think her change is to inequity, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. yeah. she wants to try it. She wants to play things by the book, even yeah. though in the big picture. The thing is, too, that your subjective story point problem well, solution is perception and actuality. Oh, that's perfect. So perfect. Yeah. Actually, here. Actuality and perception. Remember last time I was, I remember I was talking about how when you, I think it was, well, I'm not sure, no, it wasn't last time, but I was talking about when you take a main character, an influence character, and you flip them, you see a diff, different aspects of the story. Yeah. You know, like data that doesn't fit into the one story, that when you flip it around, suddenly you start to see it, things that are part of the data, but they were really not part of the, the other way of looking at it. And I think this is exactly where we see that, because what they did by having a main character being in the, in the, the flop, essentially, domain, that it's twisted a couple of the things that made pieces of, of the structure stand out that just were not part of the other one. That's what you're saying. It makes it a bigger puzzle, it makes it gives it, it gives it more more complexity because when you when you look at a story and the, there is a difference between a main and influence character. If you're standing in the I position, it's different than being in the U position. If you put the person who's in that U position and you change that to the I position, it doesn't look like this. You're not standing in the same shoes as the, you're just giving that perspective, but you're not giving them the same shoes. So a lot of it can look the same, especially the big stuff will look the same, but the little stuff will look a lot different. And particularly when you get to unique abilities and critical flaws, they're quite, they're quite a bit different. But yeah, that's and that's what you're describing, and I think those fit really nicely, mm -hmm. um, even at the element level. As, you know, they fit they fit better. That's crazy. So I think you know, the by having two stories, one really well fleshed out and one pretty well fleshed out, that have very similar structures, and certainly in the big stuff, then you can do a lot of double duty. You know, you can tell both stories using the same kind of storytelling, but then when you get into the nitty-gritty of each of those threads, having the, the differences are what make them more interesting. You know, so that they don't just feel like it's a duplication of the other party and all making one, one big thing, that there actually is some separate point that they're making. The antagonist... Well, okay, what if, if the goal is to discover the identity, he, he's actually more of the antagonist because he's, kind of, he's the one who's threatening to blow her career. I mean, that's... that's J.K. Sandler? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's the closest thing to it, but it's really not a bad guy. I mean, who's, who's, well, who's trying to prevent... Well, well, I mean, no, Chris, I mean, Chris Wolf, the identity, you know, the Chris right. Wolf guy, is who is trying to avoid detection by the feds, by you know, his various schemes, yeah. would seem to be the end. Sure, and that's why it's a success the story, avoid, because they are, they are able to identify him and right. such. But it yeah. doesn't accomplish... Well, the success, though, is that she passes the test. Right. Not that she identifies him. Right. She passes the test because... The um, woman on the, the the woman on the phone calls her. Right. 
And she, she are, she's already, you know, listening and all that. It's like, okay, the baton has passed. Now she's the new, the yeah, new one. She's the new one. Right. It's just sort of. It also gives the um, the accountant and his associate a <laughs> godlike skill that makes it. You know, you thought you were one upping them, but they've already long moved on, and they're. You thought you'd gotten all the you know all the the observation elements under control, and meanwhile, they nailed you. You know, they've been watching you still. So, I guess so. Sure. And what that works. Treasury agent melodrama. <laughs> it's it's a it's a finding a successor story. You know. Um, so it's a successful successor story. Okay. Excellent. Good job, guys. Uh, seriously, I think that this was a, a complicated story because there was an awful lot going on, and it was chunked really, and it was done in really big chunks, which in some ways made it easier to talk about them, but harder to follow the threads. So, um, but I, I think that those, I think they both story forms came out nicely. Well, just to, so anyone listening to the podcast, I had said I want to talk about a different story form, but I looked at it and I can't get. The other sort of move. Oh, okay. So. Oh, good. Okay, so that does resolve that. Yeah. And and this one to your satisfaction. I think it's great. Okay, <laughs> perfect. This podcast was brought to you by Wright Brothers, creators of software for writers since 1982. Visit us at www.screenplay.com and www.dramatica.com.